This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Time can feel like it's in short supply. Between work, family, and friends, there's very little time left just for you. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? What's important to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It's a great way to increase self-awareness, build a greater sense of purpose, deal with overthinking, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash be here now today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash be here now. You're setting your compass towards mindfulness, meditation, those three steps, taking your seat, placing your attention on the breath, noticing the wandering mind, label thinking, coming back. And it's going to be hard to wrap our mind around this because we're used to entertainment in this particular culture we come from. Something new. When is it going to get to the advanced stuff? You know, I think all we'd have to do is put up on our website, the secret advanced teachings are coming. And we probably have like lots of people sign up and we could get everybody that way and there are secret advanced teachings but I could save you a lot of time and tell you the the secret is that there are no advanced teachings (laughs) but you wouldn't come back you see so that wouldn't be so great so patience you know is this kind of quality we we haven't really learned it so much I think in our culture it's I don't think I did anyhow Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Creativity, Spirituality, and Making a Buck podcast with David Nick Turn on the Be Here Now Network. We've been quiet for a minute. We're happy to be back. And all of us here at Dharma Moon and Be Here Now sincerely hope that this pod finds you as well as can be and that it is of benefit to you. My name is Michael Cammers, your host and monologist, and it is a pleasure to announce that we are returning with a regular bi-weekly release schedule. We have a lot of great pods in store for you with guests who integrate our three principles of right livelihood, creative expression, and spiritual practice. With a short excerpt of David giving a Dharma talk from one of our Intro to Mindfulness and the Path of Meditation programs, which is the standalone first weekend of our more involved 100-hour mindfulness meditation teacher training at Dharma Moon. While I was going through the archives, I felt this would make a really great short Dharma talk podcast as an offering to all of you, our listeners. David is really masterful at presenting the profound concepts underlying a mindfulness meditation practice in an earthy, clearly spoken, accessible, and simple manner. I know for me, when I hear him teach, including in this podcast, things make sense to me in a way I can apply to my life, which I really appreciate, and we hope you all can too. If you are unfamiliar with Dharma Moon, it is our global online mindfulness platform led by David and supported by an amazing team of teachers and administrators. So if you like what you hear here, please head over to dharmamoon.com and connect with us in community. Today, I'm highlighting two of our upcoming programs before we launch into the body of our pod. First, 
You are invited to join Ethan Nickturn and our year-long Buddhist studies faculty on Tuesday, December 20th, 2022, for a free online information session about the Dharma Moon year-long Buddhist studies course. The program spans the entire 2023 year, but is comprised of five, six-week online courses suited for students of all experience levels. If you aren't ready to take the year-long deep dive but are interested in studying meditation privately, we are excited to announce our Dharma Moon one-to-one mentoring program. Our teachers have many years of meditation experience, have studied directly with David, and have undergone our rigorous teacher training path. Links to these programs will be in our show notes on the BeHereNowNetwork.com slash David page, as well as listed at DharmaMoon.com. Okay, thank you for listening. After all that ad copy, I feel the need to lighten things up a bit, perhaps with a little humor. Does anybody know what happens when you teach a wolf to meditate? Stick around a little longer for the punchline if you don't know it, because I would be remiss if I didn't give a quick shout out to Be Here Now in our intro. If you like this podcast, there are many, many amazing podcasts in Be Here Now's ever-growing library of podcasts. And if you'd like to check them out, head over to www.beherenownetwork.com. So, if you haven't Googled the answer yet, what happens when you teach a wolf to meditate? It becomes a werewolf. Okay. I'd be surprised if that one was new to you, but if it is, that's an essential number to have in your repertoire as a meditator. So, that's enough for me. Thank you for listening to the intro monologue, and now it is my pleasure and privilege to share with you this episode of CSM featuring David Nickturn, entitled, Settling Into Practice. Enjoy! So, I think there's some element to sitting practice that's almost like breaking in a saddle. If any of you have ridden horses, just getting accustomed to the ride, letting the kind of leathery, tough quality just settle in a little bit, soften, open. And there's a, even though we talk about ground, path, and fruition, as we mentioned, view, practice, result, there's a great Mahayana slogan that says, abandon all hope of fruition. Isn't that great? There's another uh, expression of practice, quote, hasten slowly and you will soon arrive. So there's a kind of built-in tension between our momentum to try to get somewhere or to, to try to not be where we are, actually. Some kind of fundamental restlessness, if you want to call it that. And then this instinct that's coming in to just settle in and be who we are, where we are, uh, when we are. And we're going to kind of let that play out a little bit. So I think the more innocent you come to the practice in a way, the better that um, we're not necessarily going to outsmart it. 
and uh, kind of manipulate it and bend it to our will. And uh, then on the other hand, we're not going to be able to avoid it. <laughs> and you're in the sweet spot. Um, and I think that's the kind of texture of practice that's very powerful. We can't avoid it and we can't exactly manipulate it, bend it to our will. <clears throat> and every time you sit, you come to it with a fresh start. And uh, as Neil said at the beginning with the view starting where you are. So you could actually, when you sit down, touch in for a minute before you just start going with the breath and kind of connect with your current state. You might feel yourself a little bit and then settle in and really don't worry about um, trying to get somewhere else. That's... um, the birth of the blues, as far as Buddha is concerned, trying to be somewhere else, trying to get somewhere else. That would even include some notion of what enlightened state would be or a blissful state or a peaceful state. That creating that kind of ambition um, will, will ultimately create in you looping around, chasing your own tail, which is called samsara. So. Samsara is like a snake eating its own tail, just going around in circles. And there's also a little bit of a feeling of habits or autopilot that goes with that. Strong habitual patterns are going to be noticed, whether it's aggression to succeed, whether it's a kind of avoidance, whether it's depression, a kind of sagging energy quality. It'll just become something you become familiar with and become aware of. So the seat from which that's happening is kind of without judgment. That's really important. And it's tender and gentle and inquisitive. So we're going to talk more about that, um, that way of going about it this, uh, in this session, Module B. We're going to introduce the idea of gentleness, which is, uh, you know, well, you think how gentle could it be? I'm just sitting on a cushion, not hurting anybody, but you could still hurt yourself, <laughs> right? You could still go be harsh to yourself. So the whole idea of uh, toning that down is something we're going to talk about uh, in some depth um, in this module. But before that, I thought, you know, we get we go a little ways and then we sort of come back and just check in. So periodically we'll have these check-ins for, you know, Perhaps we could take 10 minutes now uh, and just check in and see you, you're setting your uh, compass towards mindfulness, meditation, um, those three steps, excuse me, taking your seat, placing your attention on the breath, noticing the wandering mind, label thinking, coming back. And it's going to be hard to wrap our mind around this because we're used to entertainment in this particular culture we come from. 
something new. When is he going to get to the advanced stuff? You know, I think all we'd have to do is put up on our website, the secret advanced teachings are coming. And we probably have like lots of people sign up and we could, you know, get everybody that way. And there are secret advanced teachings, but I could save you a lot of time and tell you the, the secret is that there are no advanced teachings. <laughs> but you wouldn't come back, you see? So that wouldn't be so great. Um, so patience, you know, is this kind of quality. We, we haven't really learned it so much, I think, in our culture. It's, I don't think I did, anyhow. Uh, how to be patient, how to be steady, um, how to take small grounded steps towards some objective. And we should note that in our cultural assessment, you know, personal and family and cultural assessment, how much drive there is, how much momentum there is to moving ahead and getting somewhere. And when we bring that to the prospect of being here now, the irony of that is almost overwhelming. If we can do that with be here now, we can say, I want to get there. I want to get to that point, you know. So the irony is that there's a lot of um, uh, slowing down. And uh, not in a sense of ignoring and dullness. It's quite vivid, but not, but not giving into the total momentum to keep changing the scenery. Um, so... I used to say this is um, like back in the days when I was younger, British television. And one person I just see smiled, but you, you might think, well, British television is like them, a lot like American television. They have just like a remote control and a lot of channels, but these have four channels only, actually. And three of them were BBC and two of them were gardening. So that's the kind of TV we're watching, uh, doing this practice. We're, and, and therefore, there's more nuance and there's more subtlety that's coming about as a result of slowing down and noticing the landscape a little bit. <clears throat> I think it's fair to say there's some element of undoing. Undoing. Could say not doing, but undoing. Almost reversing a momentum a speed of the mind to keep wanting new content, new, new drama. And uh, it would be not so dissimilar from eating too fast. You're going to get indigestion from that. You slow down and chew your food. You can actually taste it. And the same with experience, right? You can actually taste our experience. Even what we consider the onerous part of our experience, we're curious about even pain, even emotional difficulties. Not trying to get around it so fast. Not trying to bypass it through the practice of meditation, which has been called spiritual bypassing or spiritual materialism. The idea that you're using some kind of spiritual practice to bypass, uh, to get around the actual experience that you're having because there's some notion of a preferred experience that could be uh, a solution for you, you know? So these are some of the ideas. I didn't make any of this up, I'm happy to say. Um, 
I've thought about ways of communicating it. I've thought I've I've tried to digest it through my own experience. There's been plenty of great sages for hundreds and hundreds of years. And I think if you go back, why is it that somebody like Nagarjuna, you know, or um, Padmasambhava or some teacher from 1,200 years ago, you read it and it feels like it's just hot off the page, fresh off the page. Even we read the words of Buddha, which is 2,600 years ago almost. You know, it's at least 2,550 years ago because 50 years ago, my teachers were saying this is 2,500 years ago. So it's got to be at least 2,550 years ago. So I'm rounding it up now to 2,600 years ago. We read those words and they're like fresh. Oh, impermanence. Recognize the truth of impermanence. Uh, question the structure of self, whether you call it a, a kind of ongoing soul or uh, an individual identity in this lifetime that you've kind of calibrated and focused on as this nature of the self. Look at that. And then uh, finally, finally, at the end of the day, since we have not achieved escape velocity from the realm of suffering, look at the suffering. Experience the suffering. What we call suffering. What we call fear. What we call panic. What we call anxiety. Look right at it. See if you can learn something about the cause, the nature and the cause. Why not? And, you know, everybody's smart here. This is a smart group of people. You know what trying to escape gets you, you know? If you're in a difficult situation emotionally, you try to just opt out of it, ignore it, space it out. We don't end up where we want it to be. We end up doubly embroiled. So using that intelligence, that prajna, you know, to really uh, look, look at the nature of our experience without shying away from it, that really is what meditation is for. It's not an escape pod. Uh, please feel free to try. I, I, in all fairness, I feel like watching the evolution of spiritual practice and secular, somebody mentioned, uh, Tenzin mentioned the secular aspect. It's all the same, really. It's trying to figure out a solution to how we framed a problem. I can't, I can't, I, I'm too stressed out. I'm anxious. All that is just saying um, there's some fundamental uh, dis-ease, lack of uh, ease with things as they are. And so we've developed a million strategies for you know, compensating and shifting, changing that. And now we're going, you, you know, there's actually a secret mantra that I'm going to share with you, if you don't mind, about this style of mindfulness meditation. It's uh, in a very obscure language. It, it's, it's, I'll try to pronounce it correctly. Kerplunk. Kerplunk. There you are, kerplunk. That could be our... That could be our mantra for this cohort. We haven't used that one before. Our secret word, kerplunk. Like when Susan rings the bell next time, Susan, you could say kerplunk. Okay. Everybody kerplunk. This means settle down. Take your seat. Dig into the practice. And if you have that little moment of like, oh no, not again, that is so good. 
everybody knows this. Some of you go to the gym, I think. You know, you go, oh no, I'm not here again, am I? Really? You look at the at the at the um, the barbells and have little faces on them that are frowning at you, going, "Come on, man, lift me one more time. I dare you." <laughs> and you go, "Oh no, I can't believe." It becomes kind of hell. And then you push your way through it, and then you feel, "Oh, I have endorphins now. I feel so much better." But really, the whole thing is made up out of of suffering, you know, some kind of discomfort. So. You know, I think everybody knows this here. Uh, what I'm saying should not be some kind of, whoa, did you hear what he said? You know, that's, that's far out. Um, this is where you come after you uh, already, you should have done some far out already to get here. Because, and we all have, let's, you know, whatever we've done, we've tried to see what's out there, you know, and, uh, Maybe artificial intelligence will fix what we're talking about, you know, the, the, the metaverse. I, I, I watched that with fascination. They had uh, Elon Musk introduced some robots the other day. And I'm watching AI with a lot of interest personally. And the digital, the metaverse kind of virtual reality and augmented reality. And uh, look... I'm not a scientist. I'm not an expert on the future. It could be so radically different. But if it's us in it, it's not going to be radically different. (laughs) If they bring in some other people, a new cast, and now we're in the metaverse, and now we're into the digital future, maybe it'll be different. But if it's us, this group, it's going to be, there's going to be some aching similarities, which is, just working with the energy of our mind and and the situations that we find ourselves in, which are challenging. They're not meant to be smoothed out and 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 you glide through life. The the friction, the challenge is how we refine uh and cultivate uh wisdom and also compassion, you know. So I don't know, I can't help myself sometimes. I wasn't really supposed to talk right then and there, but um, you know, in sync with where we are with our practice, I just wanted to point out a few of those things and um, we'll be talking more about them as we go. There you have it, folks. Another episode of Creativity, Spirituality, and Making a Buck with our teacher, David Nickturn, on the Be Here Now Network. We sincerely hope that listening to this podcast was a benefit to you and your practice, and therefore, by extension, all sentient beings in an interdependent system. Anyway, stay tuned for our next episode. It should be a continuation of this Dharma talk where David is going to get into uh, the phases of boredom in our meditation and David and I are going to have a discussion around that topic. It's going to be a new kind of episode that has a little bit of a Dharma talk and a little bit of a discussion. We're moving things forward here in 2023. So we'd like to encourage you again to go to www.beherenownetwork.com 
maybe slash David if you'd like to see more of these episodes and also in general to see all the amazing episodes that they have from all their wisdom teachers from various traditions around the world. We'd like to thank everybody at Be Here Now Network for their help in producing and distributing this podcast and for continuing Ram Dass's legacy. Also, we encourage everyone to head over to www.dharmamoon.com to check out Ethan Nickturn's year-long Buddhist studies, to check out our one-to-one mindfulness meditation mentorship program. And, uh, you know, you can also check out our monthly community meditation gathering on the third Sunday of every month. It's our aspiration to offer a space in these crazy times uh, of some gentleness and sanity, spaciousness, where we can gather and heal and grow and communicate together in community and the uh, community sit. It's a good place to do it. It's free. So please join us. Oh, look at that. The podcast is wrapping up just as we get to this nice major theme session of the underscoring. And speaking of the underscoring, the underscoring is a track by the Bayman Brothers, which is David Nickturn, Christopher Guest, and CJ Vanston called Too Long. So if you like it, go to a streaming service and check it out. This version has one of our MMTT grads, Alex Brumel, playing pedal steel, guitar, doing overdubs, and it's awesome. So we're doing a shout out to Alex today. And if you like Alex's playing, you can hear him on the new MK Groove Orchestra album, MKGO20, out on Ropadope Records since late this summer. That's right, my ensemble, the MK Groove Orchestra, uh, released an album, and this is a shameless self-promotion plug on the end of David's podcast. David, thank you for your generosity for this space and your continued support. If you'd like to hear the album, MK Groove Orchestra, all the streaming platforms, we recorded it while we were sheltering in place during the pandemic. And if you go to YouTube, there is a playlist there of all the videos that we made, also while sheltering in place. And you can check it out also at mkmkmk.com. All right, there it is. Thanks, folks, for listening. We really appreciate it. Again, we sincerely hope this podcast has been a benefit. May you be safe, healthy, happy, and at ease. All the best. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Time can feel like it's in short supply. Between work, family, and friends, there's very little time left just for you. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? What's important to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It's a great way to increase self-awareness, build a greater sense of purpose, deal with overthinking, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash be here now today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash be here now.